Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Let's get started. ever been driving with your kids in the car and it's just that that drive that's a little bit longer than a normal drive maybe it's that three to five hour drive and you start to reach you know you're, you're within proximity of reaching your destination and all of a sudden I don't know what happens the kids have like this sixth sense and they just know that you are near and that last 45 minutes starts to turn into chaos in the car If you don't have kids and you haven't experienced that yet, think about a time where maybe you were running that half marathon and you were in mile number, I think for me, it's like 10 and 11. And it's just like, you know, you know, you're close to the finish line, but you also know you still have to put out for a while. Or for me, if I'm mountain biking, climbing is not easy for me. My muscles just get fried and you still, you can't just quit. You got to get to the top. You got to earn your turns. And so there are so many times in life where we realize that our enthusiasm at the get-go is not enough. And everything within us is going to be pushed and maxed out. And we're going to be tested and tried to see how much we really want whatever it is we're after. And recently, my kids proved me right on a whole proximity thing because we drove to Seattle to mountain bike And 45 minutes outside the city, boom, it happened. 45 minutes outside of being home, boom, it happened. I mean, they just somehow they know it happens again. It happens so often in life. And a lot of times I think that we're pacing ourselves for moments, even though our goal is a lifetime. Let me say that another way. We understand like, cognitively we understand okay we have a lifetime but instead of pacing out our efforts and our input and our daily actions for a lifetime we expect to have it all done right now like oh no this one week i have to and we make these stupid ridiculous lists of all the things that we have to do and we get maxed out in a really bad way when this happens we can find ourselves in a slump. And if you're a human being, you have experienced the slump. I think babies have experienced the slump. I don't think that it's, I think that's something you experience right away very early on in life. You might not have a word for it. You can borrow a slump if you want, but that's my word for it is we just get into these little slumps in life. And here's the thing. Some people want to actually stay in the slump. I mean, look around the world. There are a lot of really cranky people that are really not the most fun, pleasurable people to be around. And, you know, think of the stereotypical, and I am totally stereotyping here, with like going to the DMV, right? The stereotype is you're going to get somebody that's more of a drone who doesn't want to be there and is just going to give you a hard time. We don't want to be those kind of people. I don't want to be that kind of person. But it's really easy to start to become that kind of person. And in full disclosure, the last couple of weeks, I've had a really difficult time. 
I've been in the slump. So I am not speaking from this. Hey, let me just, you know, tell you, tell everybody else, you know, this, this does happen to some people, but I've never, no, I am coming straight out of a really gnarly slump. And I've told my husband because I've been, um, really putting in a lot of relentless effort with um, building my business and supporting people and helping people and everything that I do, they are all things I believe wholeheartedly in uh, completely. Um, The other problem is that my work is actually also one of my favorite hobbies. All this to say is that um, as I was in this slump, my attitude was in the tank. I had to talk to my kids about my attitude and apologize to my kids and my husband and just say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going through a challenging time. I could not identify the cause. It Was it just that I was just so focused and, and trying to accomplish so much and not pacing it out for a lifetime? Or was it something else? And here's the thing, we can end up prolonging the slump if we don't take some level of action. For me, I've been in the slump before and I've had ways to, you know, like navigate outside of the slump. But in this particular last slump I've experienced in life, I wasn't quite sure how to navigate out of it. And quite frankly, for me, my faith, as you know, is extremely important to me. And I know that there is a lot of cool, cool spiritual things going on, spiritual formation and that God was doing in my life. And I appreciate that. Um, And so that was my number one thing is like, man, Lord, what, what would you like to teach me? What is going on? Is there like something you want me to learn? I mean, I, that was my number one go-to is just, I'm open. I don't, I'm not resistant. I want to learn. And um, whatever you believe, I hope that you are always open to learning and experiencing more. And after processing through that and still being in the slump, I was like, okay, well, King David in the Bible, I mean, he had times like this. So, you know, you start reading some of the Psalms and saying like, okay, I'm not alone. You've, you've navigated this as well. And there's a common theme that I noticed. And this is actually a common thing, oddly enough. Um, that comes out in pop culture. So uh, Jason Mraz has a song and uh, in the lyrics, he's, the song is called Have It All. And in the lyrics, he says, if you believe it, if you dream it and believe it, anything can happen. So really super fun song. I used to play it for students um, as like one of our songs almost daily in our classroom because just like powerful message. Because if you dream it and if you believe it, you can make it happen. Um, and then I ended up watching scene two with my kids. Coincidentally, my 13-year-old son is the one that picked that out, which was fantastic. Um, very, very like totally different than a movie he'd normally choose. But all that to say, that movie at the very beginning, one of the characters is facing a challenge. Um, and another one says to him, you know, like, well, hey, is talking to this little koala bear, Mr. Moon. And, and she's like, well then you're not going to go for it. I mean, she basically called him into check. Like, what do you really want? If you really want it, you're going to let this one person ruin your dreams. Like, come on, if you want it, go for it. Um, So it's kind of interesting how you can have lots of different inputs in your life that can help you navigate beyond a slump. All of these things led me to one one common word, believe. 
I started looking and evaluating what was my thought life? Where was my focus? What was I thinking about? Who was I thinking about? How was I thinking about those people? How was I interpreting information? I started just like combing through all these cobwebs of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back to the four agreements. It's a book I've referenced many times, but one of those agreements is, you know, never make, never assume. You were to make zero assumptions. And another one is like, just mind your own business. Other people's business, like other people's opinion of you, other people's lives, those are different than yours and you live your own life. So I'm like really kind of butchering a couple of those agreements, but to get a point across, right? I had to take everything that I was thinking about and I am still in the process of doing this because I noticed that somehow like some thinking had squirreled away into my brain and was starting to metastasize. And it wasn't who I wanted to be. I noticed that in some settings, it's like, ah, that's who I want to be. And then I'd be in other settings. I'd be like, that's not who I want to be. Why am I showing up like this? This isn't even someone I resonate with. And so when we're um, not in congruency with each other, with ourselves, we feel it, we recognize it. And that can also create some of this slump, right? It's your own subconscious way of putting you in check of, hey, you're, you need to do some personal evaluation. Our thoughts lead to what we are believing. And so if we're allowing random thoughts into our mind or not taking thoughts, and it's crazy because the world unanimously says this is true. And, um, and it's something I learned early on as a kid in my Bible was, you know, like take your thoughts, take them captive and release the ones that are not good and will not serve you. Get rid of them. So I've been doing that. And I realized that some of my thoughts, even about, um, my own family, I'm like, wow, Maybe that would explain why I'm having a challenging time with that family member. I don't want that in my life. Okay, well, now I have to I have to take another step because if we've allowed these thoughts to come in, they've probably clouded up our judgment and our vision and clarity is key. So key, so important to all things, right? And so now I'm going through this process of like, visualizing what is it I really want? Who do I really want to be? Who do I want to show up as in this, in this relationship? All of these relationships are individual and then we're a collective unit as a family. And then you've got your friends. I'm looking at that and saying, who is it? And how, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? Because if I don't have that image in my head, if I don't have an idea of that ideal self that I want to be, that ideal mom, that ideal wife, that ideal friend, I'm going to show up as the same person that I've been showing up as, not as a person that I want to be, right? Um, another way of putting that is like, um, no, all of my analogies are not going to, are not going to hit. They're all going to fall flat. <laughs> so I'm not even going to go there. Um, and so I want to encourage you to take evaluation of what are you thinking about? If, especially if you are in a slump, then jump into your thought life and say, what am I thinking about? What am I holding on to? Then take it to the next step and say, okay, who do I really want to be? 
All right. The last step is take action. That is the most challenging element here. Now, I've done this, but I'm going to use my daughter as an example, and I'm, I think you're going to resonate with this. And that is, um, my daughter, she is, she is my daughter, <laughs> and she can get into these little, um, little moods sometimes, and she's put off, and then she just has a little scowl on her face, and she's, I'm like, okay, we're done with that. It's all resolved. Like let's move on. And she's told me like, how do I move on? She's not told me, I guess she's asked me, how do I move on mom? Because all of those feelings are still there and they're raw and they're present. In this case, those thoughts can still, it's like a bad fart, right? Like it's going to stink up a room. And even if you leave that room, there still might be some type of odor around. Okay. Like, ew, right? So you're going to have some thoughts that are still going to have this residualness to them. And you're going to have some feelings that you're going to have to take account for. And you're going to have to deal with those. And the ultimate challenge is can we overcome and can we um, overcome ourselves? It is the most challenging thing for me, as well as for my daughter, when we're in one of those little slouchy moods um, and in one of those where, I mean, we just might just be a little whiny, cranky person. And to transfer out of that, it's hard. It's hard to put that smile. Like I don't even want to smile. Right. And it's hard to smile again because you've now become comfortable in this slumpiness. It's pretty gross. <laughs> um, but I think that you can, I'm certain that you can, um, resonate with what I'm saying. I don't think that I'm a unique person. I definitely have seen this in my daughter and in other family members. So all that to say is I want to give you that the last challenge though, is to put the smile on. And it's not a fake smile. It's my ideal self is choosing to show up in this way. Because this person who's showing up right now isn't who I want to be. I don't want to be that person. I want to be her. She's way better and she's who I want to be. And she's part of me. And I'm going to let her show up now. And it is, I find it the most challenging thing ever. So slumps happen. It's reality. And we need to really evaluate what we are believing, what we are thinking. Make sure that we are crystal clear as to who we want to be and take that courageous, really powerful step of being that person. I have no doubt that this is going to support you or somebody that you know. Because as I've said, every, every third episode, probably I'm not unique. My emotions are not unique and my experiences are not very unique. They are very common to all people. So if you know somebody that is feeling in, like you can tell they're in a slouch and like a slump, then, Hey, please send them this episode. And if you're listening to this episode, because somebody sent it your direction, please shoot them a text message or call. However you normally communicate, shoot them some type of message to say, thank you, because that's somebody that really cares about you. And that 
is extremely rare to have somebody that say, I see where you're at. And I think this is going to support you. That is like a true friend of all friends right there. All right. You guys are absolutely amazing. I appreciate you conscious investors. If you haven't already joined the conscious investor private Facebook group, I'm getting ready to revamp it. I really honestly got overwhelmed. I took on a lot and I think that was part of what happened with my little slump niche. (laughs) So um, I'm coming out of it with a far better plan and I'm really excited. So I want to make sure that you are in. And and if you're listening and you're like, oh, Facebook, listen, I don't use Facebook the way most people use Facebook. I use it for private groups like this and to, you know, really encourage and inspire the world around me. So even if you're not like a huge Facebook fan, go into the um, Conscious Investor Facebook group because that place is awesome. And you can um, just be lifted up in that type of space. Until next time, please remember adventure. It belongs on the trail, not in investing. If you are interested in learning more about investing, because that is one of my passions, um, please make sure that you reach out and connect with me um, on a social platform or on the website, threekeys.com, threekeysinvestments.com, sorry. Um, And also, if you are looking for your very next best book to read, we are getting ready to start the book, Who Not How, and you should absolutely a million percent join the book club. It is an extraordinary place to meet people and to develop relationships. It holds you accountable to the reading that you need to be doing because if you're not reading, you're shrinking. All right, let's just call it like it is. All right, until next time, live big, love bigger. If you're embarrassed to answer the question, what are you reading? Or you're looking for a community to read with, the five-week book and networking club is for you. The five-week book and networking club helps readers of all kinds grow, learn, and connect with others in a really meaningful way. There's no commitment. Join the group book by book. If you're the person known for not finishing the books you start, or maybe you're a self-proclaimed slow reader or can't decide which book to read next, join us. I provide a reading schedule broken into five simple days of reading with an average of seven pages a day. Reading is such a powerful way to expand your thinking, understanding, and skill base. And reading with the five-week book and networking club will also build your network and affect your business. In 2021, the five-week book and networking club completed eight books and 40 weeks of reading and networking. Head over to julieholly.com to connect so you don't miss out on the next book.